As a Bharatanatyam dancer with 12 plus years of experience, I have found myself asking, why am I dancing? What am I bringing onto the stage that will impact the world at large? This has been a question that has bothered me for a very long time. Ms. Adya Kaktikar, as an associate professor at Shrimnadi University, is here to give us some ideas on how we can find ways of bridging the gap between what we perform on stage and what we are experiencing and feeling in our lives. Do give it a listen. Having said that, the second part of the question was this divide that we experience as artists, as performers, when we are on stage versus when we are off stage. Um, the idea of feeling something as a human being in reality versus what you're expressing or promoting or even presenting on stage as a performer. What are the ways in which we can find ways of bridging that gap or maybe just uh, weaving them together? if not bridging the gap? I think um, what we sometimes lack in our training is the training uh, and grounding in criticality. If we, uh, a, a training and grounding in criticality and an understanding that our traditions are evolving systems. Uh, um, if we look at tradition or if we look at any technique, uh, call it a painting technique or a theatrical technique or um, a musical technique, a language a skill, uh, those skills have evolved with time to respond to uh, the current moment. So if you look at the English language, while it has such a long history, it has evolved to keep pace with what has the way world is changing. It has also evolved and absorbed other influences and cultures across the world. So uh, English in India doesn't sound like the English in England anymore. Uh, it is not, uh, the words are not the same, the inflections are not the same, the phonetics are not the same, uh, but it's still English. Uh, there's still some, um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that the disconnect happens when we reify, deify by dance forms or art forms. And there is a sense of preservation uh, rather than conversation. So uh, a fossil in a museum is preserved as it is. There is no change, no outside elements are expected to touch it. It's kept in this bubble, a vacuum, so it doesn't change in any way from the way that it was found. Uh, because the arts inhabit the human body, they uh, and the human body is an unstable archive. Uh, that's another thing that I work with. Uh, so it's an unstable archive, which means it is linked to the mortality of the human body. It will change every time. Uh, I, even if I pass it on, if I was to teach you something, if you learned a dance from for me, your body, it'll filter through your bodily experiences. So it has already changed. It's never like a replica. And uh, what we do not allow is, a, is enough critical engagement with tradition mm -hmm. so that it continues to tell certain stories in the past, but 
allow the past to make sense of the present. Uh, we don't allow that to happen. We don't allow that porosity uh, for the past to fold into the present, to impact the future, to imagine a future in our present. So it's, it's almost as if time is linear, but it isn't, right? Human time is not linear. But this disconnect, I realize, happens because we uh, also because of this fossilizing agenda, we tend to take on a certain role when we go onto the stage. Um, I cannot be the critical activist citizen I am outside. Uh, I cannot be on the traditional dance stage because the 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 form in which we have decided to preserve that art form does not allow for that because that's not that was not the priority that was not the social structure at the time that this form emerged but i'm not allowing it to grow and that's why i think that bubble uh, exists there is also this anxiety that if we allow the real world questions to percolate into dance spaces particularly classical dance spaces then somehow we will lose our tradition uh, sometimes something will be lost. And I don't think so because, uh, you know, let's look at what we call the epics, right? The Ramayana, the Mahabharat, uh, or look at any uh, epics that have survived across uh, the world. They survive because they continue to make sense. There is something that you can draw in the contemporary world from them. Uh, they are epics because they continue to uh, be open to interpretation to the current world. And that even today, uh, I can find something of relevance that is a from something that was written 2000 years ago. And that something that has survived for 2000 years through so much change is unlikely to get uh, diminished or disappear. It's way too strong for that. It's a worldview that cannot disappear, but it has to be a worldview that I can, uh, you know, it has to be a lens that I can use to look at the world today. Uh, it, and, and if I refuse to allow myself that, if I operate from that insecurity, um, then yes, the discontinuous and the, and the distancing of your real self from your stage self will continue. Thank you for tuning into Movement and Me. Do hit the follow button to receive notifications on our upcoming episodes.